ओम Previously in Indian society it, there was very strongly the caste consciousness Bharatiya samaj mein jati buddhi jati prabalti I'm saying in Hindi you can translate it into Kannada Previously in Indian society the caste consciousness was very strong but nowadays it's we we tend to judge people's position more in terms of how much money they have vaid from the vaidic perspective there's a different way of classifying people altogether that classifies people in terms of their behavior and spiritual realization according to this classification many of the people who are considered high class in modern society are actually very low class too difficult for you so what to do where's shankar he's going to translate otherwise we can uh, i can i can if i speak in shuddh hindi then they can follow no huh? it's almost the same all the languages are the same we have another translator well <coughs> Yeah, according to Vedic classification, many people who nowadays are considered high class are actually low class. Because many people who have lots of money, we often see people in the modern age they're earning lots of money, but they spend most of it in the pub. So according to vedic classification drinking alcohol smoking vyabhichar meat eating these are considered very low class habits in vedic classification uh, in in modern society one is considered high class if he has lots of money and lots of facility to indulge the senses but in vedic culture someone is considered very high class if they control the senses in vedic culture one who indulges the senses is considered to be like an animal because the animals have no concept of sense control in human society there is consciousness of higher duty or dharma that we have the dharma means consciousness of a higher principle within the universe that we are not here simply to indulge our senses that there is higher order within the universe and we must be obedient to that in human society there is education education means to see the order within the universe and 
adjust ourselves to that. So that is being attempted in modern science. Studying the order within the universe and seeking to exploit nature for our sense enjoyment. It, it, it's studying the order within the universe and seeking to exploit nature for man's sense enjoyment. I'm sorry, it's, you're not used to this, it's a little bit Sorry, this may be a little difficult to translate. It's not the sort of thing we talk about normally. So you please translate this. Uh, it's, this is difficult to translate because it's not the kind of subject that we normally discuss. Yeah, but I want you to translate this also. No, but what I just said, I want you to translate that also. That, that this subject is difficult to translate because we're not accustomed to discuss this, which indicates that we're going more towards the level of the animals than the devas. We should discuss this subject regularly. We are, then what are we discussing? We are discussing how we should try to enjoy ourselves and live comfortably within this situation. But one of higher intelligence will see that we are not going to be in this situation very long. You still have the sound? So we should consider what are we doing here? What is our purpose in life? If we examine our situation, we will see that we are not the controllers of our situation. To attempt to enjoy this world means to attempt to control it. But if we examine, we'll find we're not the controller. We are in every respect control. We are in every respect control. Just like now it's called in Bangalore. So if all the people of Bangalore come together and make a vote, it shouldn't be so cold. Will that change the weather? No. You can put on some warm clothing, but you, we cannot control the temperature. This is not a very difficult thing to understand. That we are controlled and we are not the controllers. But due to mass madness, we neglect the fact that we are controlled. Because everyone is absorbed in trying to enjoy the senses, we also follow. So, here tonight we are appealing to the intelligence of people. We have heard that there are many intelligent people in Bangalore. In modern India, they think intelligent means speaking English. Although previously it was considered that if one could speak Sanskritan, that was considered. But now it's all upside down, back to front, inside out. <laughs> upside down means ultasiddha. That if you can speak Mlecha Bhasha, that's considered very high class. If you can speak Mlecha Bhasha, means English, or French or German. There are so many IT experts in Bangalore. How do you say IT in Canada? IT. 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 Anusandhan Vidya, something like that. Information technology. We'll give you prasad afterwards. 
that will nourish your brain cells. But, according to Vedic understanding, most people engaged in the IT industry are fools, intelligent fools. Now, how is it possible to be an intelligent fool? It's like, it's like saying, uh, cold fire. It's, it's an opposite. How can it be possible? So how, how can you be an intelligent fool? Well, we're not saying that only the people in the IT industry are foolish. Everyone is foolish. But, but the IT people are more intelligently foolish. The, everyone is foolish because they're not considering what is the actual purpose of life. And actually, if you have more intelligence, but you use it to, to act like an animal, then that's actually, you're more of a fool. If one is actually intelligent, he should consider what is the purpose of life. Why are we suffering in this world? How can we be free from repeated birth and death? Who is God and what is our relationship with Him? One who is actually intelligent asks these questions. Now, we see in, in Bangalore and in India, and there are so many spiritual paths. But actually most of these simply cater to people's foolishness. Most of the gurus, so-called gurus nowadays, they don't address these questions. What is the purpose of life? They may give you some formula for reducing stress or uh, how they'll give you some idea how you can interact with people better. But it's all aimed at how to live in this world and uh, be happy in this world. But it's all bluffing because there is no happiness in this material world. So, an actual spiritual teacher, the first thing they should point out is that everything, as Lord Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita, Dukhalayam Ashashvatam. The nature of this material world is miserable and everything is temporary. An actual spiritual teacher, the first thing they should point out is that every, everything in this material world is miserable and temporary. Dukhalayam Ashashvatam. If a so-called guru promises us blessings and shanti and so many different things, but does not teach us that the nature of this material world is miserable, then he is not a proper teacher. Simply giving, giving blessings, how you can be a success in this material world, that is another form of cheating. Because there is no success, there's no actual success, even if you become Bill Gates or What's his name? Azim, Azim Premji or something. Yeah, all these famous rich people. But their end is the same as ours. Born in ignorance, die in ignorance. That's all. Parabhavas tavad abhodajata yavanna jigyasata atmatadvam. According to Shastra, Everyone is a failure unless they inquire into Atma Tattva, the science of the soul. Who am I? Who is Bhagawan? People are very dull-headed nowadays. Means Manda Buddhi. They, they have cow dung in their head. They say that in Canada? In Bengali, if someone is dull-headed... Go on. 
Matai Goborache. Bengali log bother. What do they say in Canada? Means? Ah, but what do, what do they say? Foolish person has what got in his head? Cow dung. Same thing. Alright. Cow dung in the head. No brain. So, what is the purpose of life? How can we know? Ved Shastra gives the clue. Ved means Vidya. Ved means Vidya. So, Vedic Vedas gives us information how to live in this world, but ultimately how to come out from this world. The essence of Vedas is given in Bhagavad Gita. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna establishes his position and the position of the jivas. He tells us, Dukhavayam Ashashvatam, this material world, everything here is temporary and miserable. But he tells us of another world also. Beyond this material world, which is created and destroyed again, again and again, there is the spiritual world. And in that place, there is no birth, no death, no suffering, no ignorance. Lord Krishna establishes his superior position, Bhagavan Krishna. If we are to accept Bhagavad Gita, then we have to accept that Krishna is as stated in Bhagavad Gita, Paramam Purusham Divyam. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Again and again in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna establishes his supermost position. He says that there is no one equal to me or greater than me. Aham sarvasya prabhavo matas sarvam prabhartate. Everything comes from me, Krishna says. Everything is depending upon Krishna. He is the supreme control. We are controlled. The controller is ultimately Krishna. Krishna does not directly control this material nature. He does it through his shadow energy called Durga. And what is the nature of the jiva? The jiva is the eternal, fragmental part and parcel of Krishna. So, actually, it's not a very difficult thing to understand. Of course, in Vedic philosophy, there are so many uh, complex points. But the essence is not difficult to understand. Simply, we have to understand that we are not the body, we are Atma, we are eternal, and we have our eternal relationship with the Supreme Eternal. You got that? We have our eternal. That Supreme Eternal is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. And we can only be happy by accepting our position of servitorship to Him. That can be very easily understood by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. It is a very easy thing to do. Simply by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, we can understand the essence of all knowledge. Because chanting Hare Krishna means to call out to Krishna, that Krishna, I am your eternal servant. Please engage me in your service. Now often we think that we should, for spiritual life we should take up some very difficult process. We think if something is very difficult, then it must be very good. 
And chanting Hare Krishna is very easy. One doesn't require to be an IT professional to chant Hare Krishna. Anyone can chant Hare Krishna. So we tend to think, oh, not very important. We tend to think that's not very important. But actually, because chanting Hare Krishna establishes our loving relationship with Krishna, which is the topmost position of spiritual life, then chanting Hare Krishna is the... There, there are two terms, sadhya and sadhana. There are two terms, sadhya, sadhya, it's a Sanskrit word, sadhya and sadhana. Sadhana, that means the method of spiritual practice. Sadhana is the method of spiritual practice and sadhya is that means siddhi that is the, that means that means the goal which is to be attained by sadhana so krishna is the supreme personality of godhead bhagavan krishna param purush hey or whatever you say in kannada he is the supreme personality of godhead param purushottam bhagavan Param Purushottam Bhagavan. Mm. Mm. And we are jivas. The jiva is his. Every jiva is his eternal servant. So the perfection of spiritual life, adhyatmic, the in adhyatmic jivan, the param siddhi, is simply to understand that I am the eternal servant of Krishna. This can be attained very easily by chanting the names of Krishna. We may say, well, that's very easy. It is very easy. It's the natural method. We may say, just like if you're feeling thirsty, then the natural thing to do is to drink some water. It's also possible to put water in through drip, but that is only, that is not the natural method. Nor is it as effective as drinking water. So because chanting Hare Krishna is easy, that actually that's actually a demonstration of how it's the natural and best process. And that is practically seen. That by chanting Hare Krishna, so many people all over the world, their life is becoming fully Krishnaized. It is not a matter of Hindu religion. But so many people all over the world are chanting Hare Krishna and their life is becoming spiritualized. Because this chanting process, this appeals to the soul. This is sadhana for the soul. This is not some cheating process to, to help us to try to forget Krishna more. But it is genuine spiritual life. Genuine spiritual life means to understand who is supreme and act in that relationship. So the verdict of all the Vedic literatures is that Krishna is supreme and the paramdharma of the jiva is to serve Krishna. That can best be affected by chanting the names of Krishna. There is much more to say. But this is the essence. Please chant Hare Krishna. 
We also have many books to explain these topics more. But the essence is simply to understand, I am the servant of Krishna. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There is nothing greater than Krishna. And there is nothing better for us to do than to serve Krishna. By serving Krishna and by chanting His holy names, we become free from birth and death. We go to the spiritual world where we can serve Krishna eternally. This is the ultimate goal of life. So we request you, please chant Hare Krishna. You will not find anything better. If you travel all over the world and you, you can see so many things and try so many things, but you won't find anything better than chanting Hare Krishna. You can go to so many different ashrams and follow so many different paths, but you won't find anything better than chanting Hare Krishna. This is the natural dharma of the soul. So, Hare Krishna. Is there any question about this? How to? How to confirm that Krishna is supreme? That we accept on the basis of the Vedic literature. How else can we know? Veda means knowledge of that which is beyond our that, that which is attainable simply through the senses. <coughs> we can attain knowledge of the material world through measurement, by seeing, touching, tasting, smelling, feeling. This is pratyaksha jnana, and we can measure we can, how, what is the length, what is the length, breadth, height, what is the temperature, what is the speed, what is the specific density of liquids. That you have to say in English. And so on. Science means to measure. And by measuring we can ascertain certain facts about the material world. But by definition Bhagavan is immeasurable. So we cannot find who is Bhagavan with a Bunsen burner. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, we didn't finish. I didn't finish. He says, we are not living in the and uh, nobody proves what we must, like that, historically can be proved that he is Krishna is, what is he saying? There is no historical proof? He is saying, uh, well, if you have faith in historical method, then you can follow that method. Maybe. Proof means, proof means you have to have faith to accept the proof. What we call proof ultimately rests on faith. You have faith that the, that you have faith that the world, this planet, is heated by the sun, isn't it? But you don't have proof of that. It appears to be axiomatically true. But we don't have proof. If we don't want to accept something, then we won't, then we won't accept any proof. According to Buddhists, 
there is nothing. So there's nothing to be proved or nothing to be disproved. So at some point we have to accept on faith. Now there there were some uh, oceanographical excavations by one Dr. Rao who found in the area of Dwarka so many submerged buildings. Yeah, okay, so translate that. So translate that, please. So that helps you to accept that what is described in Shastra about Krishna being in Dwarka is true. But that doesn't, no single Muslim or Christian has any more faith in Krishna because of that. So we can accept that as maybe secondary evidence, but primary evidence is Ved Shastra. And ultimately it rests on faith. Science also rests on faith. Everything rests on faith. So it's just a matter of where you want to put your faith. But you, we should see the result of how we place our faith. If we, have, if we don't have faith in any religion and we have faith in drinking beer, then we become a drunkard. And from the civilized perspective, uh, we simply become extremely low class and foolish. So we can judge also, we can see. If, one is, if one's faith is pure, then his life should be pure also. If we accept what Krishna teaches in Bhagavad Gita, then we should follow, the, the result of that will is that we shall become purified. That uh, we find all over the world, so many people have given up eating meat and drinking wine and vebichar and all these things on the strength of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. But one bishop in Russia recently said that Krishna is an evil demon. One bishop in Russia recently said that Krishna is an evil demon. So any, anyone should be able to see that people by chanting Hare Krishna, their lives become purified. But the bishop, he doesn't see that. Because he thinks that it's religious to eat meat and drink wine. So everyone has some kind of faith. Everyone has some kind of faith. But we should see what is the result of that, of, of following that. So yes, there were excavations near Dwaraka. But as I say, that is not the, that is not Mukya Pramana, that is Gona Pramana. It's alright, we're not against it, it's alright, but, but Mukya Pramana is Shastra. If we accept, if we accept what's said in Shastra, yes, we can. Krishna, he went, he showed the universal form, he went to Mahavishnu, he went to Sutala, he went to Yamaloka, he did so many extraordinary things. She's going to translate. All right.
I hope she doesn't have an impersonal understanding. No, no, she can't. She can't explain. Dakshinamurti. This is out of is out of control. That's very nice. There are so many. So you accept. <laughs> the thing is that the thing the thing is the question is is out of control. Now the thing is, excuse me, excuse me. The thing is, we're trying to understand this not simply by, you know, you see, this lady is very nicely quoted from Shastra, but then someone else will come in and say, Allahu Akbar. And someone else will say, Jesus is the way. So we're trying to understand from the impartial, intelligent platform. Alright, but we're just trying to understand from the impartial platform. <laughs> Alright, let's chant Hare Krishna. He's out of control. Chant Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. 